and you can scare the bejesus out of yourself about future thought and past thought. But just putting that one foot in front of the other and operating in the present, it's magical. This is the Live Into Your Brilliance podcast with me, Al Kenny, and my partner in crime, Mark Billows Bilby. This is the place where we shine a light on the brilliance and the truth of the human condition, whilst blow up the illusions that get in our way. Maybe we got a champagne question for us to play with today. So this question uh, comes from uh, an old colleague of ours, uh, AJ Steffenberg. And here's the question. AJ says, a question or a scenario I struggle with is how to react and quickly pivot to the fire or fires du jour while still maintaining short and long-term goals. In such an interrupt-driven world, it's become more challenging to keep an eye on where you are going when you need to get through the day's firefight. It's the thing that comes to me immediately when I think about that is how do we how do we stay in that place of awareness more consistently so that the firefights and the the bushfires that we have to put out in the course of any day are simply seen as ah this is what we're doing right now you know i think Christy was, you know, she was such a lovely guest and she had that lovely turn of phrase where she was just like, ah, this is what we're doing today. Because I know that like I sometimes feel very overwhelmed with a whole host of things that that are on the to-do list, on my board, on my check, my checklist. Um, and some of those things are fires that have just cropped up, snuck in and... I think when you allow yourself to get into the basement of your thinking, it feels overwhelming. And and maintaining a perspective is very, very difficult when you're down in the dark basement and there's a pinprick of light. But when you ride that elevator up and you're and you're sitting in your lazy boy and and you you're you are the awareness in which all of that experience is happening and you see it for what it is, some something magical happens and you're able to deal with the fires one foot in front of the other and you're able to see the bigger picture too. But it's very hard when you're in the basement. Yeah, I agree. Well, I wondered, like, what's coming to mind for me, and I'm not sure if it's entirely linked to what you just said, but it, it's so it might, we'll see how they join up. I find the terminology, not AJ's terminology, because we all use it, um, but it's interesting how we create our experience of these things. The fires du jour, um, the day's fire fight. Like, language is important, and it's interesting, because it's what we are it's a hint of what we are creating unconsciously, you know, because it's, it's almost like we're setting ourselves up to fight fires and to be in a firefight. Uh, and I just wonder about that. I've never really thought about it before, but even that is language to me 
suggests that we are creating, we are immediately setting ourselves up that we're slotting in the lens, which is going to view things as another fire. Oh my God, there's another fire. There's another fire. There's another fire. And if I get through this day unburnt, it has been a successful day. Whereas like, what if we even change the lens and be like, oh, like, what if most things aren't in fires? What if there isn't a firefight? There's just stuff we're going to do during the day. And so that's, that's kind of just one, well, one reflection. And the other one I have is... Well, that's Christie's thing, right? Hey. That's kind of Christie's thing. Is It's like, oh, that's just what we're doing today. And it's funny that she happened to be a firefighter in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, but it's, but it's, it's love. I love just to love to turn a phrase. It was just like, oh, that's what we're doing today. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah, which in like, the lens there is neutral. That's kind of my point. It's like, but if you have a lens in that has fire on it, everything is going to look like a fire. You know, it's so even just like if something unexpected comes across, it's just like what makes it a fire is that we, it's almost like we think anything unexpected is a fire that needs to be put out versus no, just things happen. Most of them, some we can predict, most of them we can't. The journey is rarely smooth and predictable. And so I think what happens is we, and, and like, I'm just kind of, trying to reconcile two things here because the other one is the short and um, the maintaining the short and long-term goals. I like, I have, a, I have a, both memories and my imagination working at the same time, which is we sit down and we say, Oh, like, what would be great? You know, what would we, what, what would we love? And if it's in business, it might be certain metrics or it might be a certain rate of growth or it might be whatever. There's like a, a goal. It might even be a personal goal. And then we're like, oh, what could be cool? We might make a plan and, and we might even like get and start structuring things. And in those moments of like quietness and we're planning things out, it's great because everything feels totally controllable. Everything feels totally predictable. It's like, yep. This feels great. Like, that's where we'd like to get to. And if we do these things, that should happen. And so we have that. And then we actually get into life. We get back into life. And, and none of that stuff that we kind of, it's kind of there, but like now we actually have the rest of our lives kind of pressing in on that perfect plan. And I just wonder if there's part of it which is flipping that on its head and having trying to be less predictable on the plan, but, but seeing like short and long-term goals as a place to come from. It's like, ah, oh, right, that's the general direction that I'm heading. That's what's alive in me. Yeah, we're like, I'm clear or we're clear. And we've got some ideas on the things we're going to do, but like we don't have to map out like as though we can predict every step. We just need to kind of like, okay, what's the next things we're going to do? And it's almost, to my mind, it's accepting. If we could live in the acceptance of how life actually works versus in the idea of how we would like it to work. So the idea of how we'd like it to work is if life could just quieten down so I could just focus on, on the plan and execute on that, that would be great. 
and then it feels really frustrating because these fires keep jumping up, which drag our attention away from the way we'd like it to be. And I just wonder if we flipped that in its head and said, no, that's just the fires are actually how life works. There are no fires. There's just things you're going to do that you can't predict and some you can. And you're going to have a goal or a thing that's alive in you that you're going to be your general direction. And all you're really trying to do is blend in like, oh, yeah, like I've got two or three things that I know I want to get done in the context of this goal and whatever else life throws at me. It's like you're just constantly like living in that being okay, that sometimes you might have time and space where it'll feel really calm and really graceful. And other times it'll be like, shit, life's throwing, life's throwing lots of curveballs my way. And that comes back to the Christie. It's like, oh, that's what's happening today, right? It's not what I imagined was happening. It's not what I thought was going to happen, but it is what's happening. And that's fine. I'll get a I'll get a fresh day tomorrow. So even if this turns out to be going in a different direction, I'll get a fresh day tomorrow and trusting, trusting your intuitive sense to do the dance real time, like to do the dance between the things that pop up that maybe look like fires, but but what if some of them are not? You're like, oh no, that's just my mind playing tricks on me. I can... I can just keep doing the thing that I know I want to do in the moment. So I know, I'd love to, I'm going to take a pause there because I'd love for you to, uh, to, to hear what you think about any of that, just because that's, I'm not sure, that feels a little bit jumbled as I said it. No, it, it resonated with me. And I think, you know, the, the, the pitfall we fall into is, you know, we kick the can down the road and these things take on a life of their own and become significantly bigger deals than they ever should have. And we create that. And so, the, you know, blowing up this illusion of, of, oh, the world happens to me. I, you know, I have a plan and I'm doing my plan. I'm executing my plan. And then things happen and they completely derail me. Like these fires pop up and I can't, I can't find the balance. And like, you know, the wonderful thing about free will, and I think you've said this and our guests have said it, is like, no. When you realize you are the awareness in which these experiences play out, you have free will. You can say, yeah, actually, that is that thing popped up. It's super important, and I'm going to jump on that straight away because it makes sense too. Or something pops up and you go, that looks like a fire. It smells like a fire, but it's not actually a fire. Or it's somebody else's fire. That's not for me. Or... Something pops up and you go, um, this fire is actually a great opportunity and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuel this fire. But you, you gain that perspective when you allow yourself to fall back and you just take that beautiful pause between the stimulus and response. And I think what AJ is getting at is, and it happens to all of us, I mean, God, you know, when we were all working together at Mimecast, as an example, you know, these things pop up during the day that seemingly just derail you. And because we weren't necessarily adept at taking the necessary pause between the stimulus and response, we just responded. And sometimes it was completely the wrong response. And, uh, 
And so I think I think that's the insight I have is these things happen, but how you experience them and the experience you create when they do happen all comes from you. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And there's something as you were talking there popped into my head, which is, and it maybe it, it comes back to the idea of the goals. And I have a hunch that one of the things that catches us out is that we create the idea that the future is on the line. Shit, this mo- yes. this really matters because yeah, that's the, a great one. The future is on the line right now, and that's just not true. That's like that's that's that thought created, and it's totally normal, and we all fall into the trap. But it's like because we've created a goal which we would like to hit at a point, which is not now, then everything looks like it's kind of it. it, it, it we if we put the future on the line of everything, then of course it feels totally normal that everything's going to feel so mission critical. Whereas if we can really see, no, you've no idea what's going to happen in the future. A goal is something that feels right in the context of business or life. It's like, yeah, okay, like that would be cool. Like, wouldn't it be cool to get that level of growth or to get that gross margin or to get those um, customer uh, CX scores or whatever it might be. It's like, yeah, it would be cool. And so like, let's have it as a North Star. Like, let's have it as something that guides us. But let's also be really clear. Like just because we have the idea of it and it feels like it'd be cool, if it happened, it's not, it's not the future. It's, there is no, the future doesn't exist in that way. It's just what we have come up with in the present that we feel excited to get into the game of. It's like, oh, that's the game I'm playing now. And at some point I'll see how that turns out. But, but I can trust that if I play the game in the way that we're talking about, if you play real time, if you take, as you call the sacred pause, because when you feel yourself going into firefighting mode, like to me, that has the whole feel of, if I've put myself in firefighting mode, like I'm, I'm somewhere lower, lowerish down the basement and it, and it can be quite, I think it can be quite, that one can be an interesting illusion because in one sense, it's easy to convince ourselves that we're doing good things. Like I'm a firefighter. I'm a, I'm brilliant. Yeah, we should be there. Yeah. Like give me a crisis. And it's like, well, wouldn't it be easier if like we didn't turn everything into a crisis and there was no fires? And it's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm really good. I'm really good at being present and responding to what I see that needs to be done in the moment. And when I'm in my awareness and when I'm connected to that and not creating fires, then I can trust that I I'll know which way to lean. Sometimes I'll lean into the, you know what? Like I'm not going to be reactive to everything that pops up today because I don't think it needs it. I'm going to do some deep work. You know, Cal Newport. I'm going to. I'm actually using today. I'm going to do some deep work on something. But the very next day, it might be it'd be like, you know what? It feels right to just get into do it like just rolling my sleeves up and getting through a bunch of things that need to be done or people putting. And, and like, if we could see that and be that 
that that is the best route to creating the future we want. It's like, not to, yeah, even as I said that, but being in service of those goals is having them in your awareness and then trusting your awareness to guide you in a way that will support both those goals and anything else that shows up. It's like just by putting a goal into your awareness, it's a done deal. You're like, you're not going to forget about it. Your awareness isn't going to forget about it. So you can relax, take a load off and be like, I'll just trust myself to see what needs to be done in the moment. And if I catch that I'm getting into firefighting mode and it doesn't feel right, I'll take a breath and I'll recenter myself and I'll just listen for what is it that I know to do in the moment and then go in that direction. Well, the, 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 the insight that springs to mind is, is like a, you know, like a, a heart surgeon or a brain surgeon, you know, by, by definition, uh, and by virtue of what they do, they're in constant firefighting mode. You know, it, it, the patient comes in unscheduled. Um, sometimes they've been in a car accident and they have to leverage their considerable talent and skill to hopefully try and save a life as an example. But I don't think they would consider that being thrust into firefighting mode in the midst of, you know, a, a day where they're focused on getting through their patient list and, and, and doing their rounds. That just is what they signed up for. And I think, I think for a lot of us, particularly young um, folks entering the workforce or young leaders or managers or what have you, is not having the perspective of what you signed up for is can make things feel like fires keep cropping up. And I'll give you an example of this. Like, a, like you know, when I was running custom operations, as an example, I knew we were going to experience major outages. I knew we were going to experience major downtime, and it was going to affect, you know, customers. It was just a matter of when. And so when it did happen, we, 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 had, we had tested and, and, and practiced what would happen um, and, and we became very adept at it. And in the early days, like, you know, when, when we were just starting out and things went haywire, it, yeah, absolutely. You convinced yourself you were in firefighting mode and, you know, and it completely derailed everything. But, but over time you gain this lovely wisdom which is just, you know, you just are more aware. You have a higher level of consciousness about the way things tend to operate. Like shit goes wrong and you signed up for it in many cases. And so, so it's just, it's, and, and when you, when you see it and you operate from that, from that penthouse rather than from the basement, it, it doesn't mean it's not hard and it doesn't mean you don't sometimes have sleepless nights and work yourself to the bone, but you operate with a level of calm and a, and a, and a, and a, and a perspective, um, that is, 
it's very powerful, you know. And I and so, you know, going back to AJ's question, like I I think absolutely like and and you nailed it. You know, you've got your North Star. We've got we know we're going on the journey, but it but it's a bit of a coddy wample, to be fair, for most of us. Um and so being mindful of putting one foot in front of the other and dealing with things from that place of awareness as they crop up in the present is the only place to operate from. And you can scare the bejesus out of yourself about future thought and past thought, but just putting that one foot in front of the other and operating in the present is, it's magical and it feels, it's it's almost like, um, it's like a guilty pleasure, you know. I, that's how I'm starting to see it. It's like a guilty pleasure because you get you surrender it up, and then you have this guilty pleasure of like not feeling anything, like not thinking about it or scaring yourself, and it feels nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. You know what? It just like the word acceptance popped in. Like, well, it's like we if we can really see and accept the truth of life. It's freaking unpredictable. You don't know what's coming next. It, you could be, you could do anything you wanted and in the pursuit of trying to find the perfect place where nothing goes wrong. And it's still not available. It's like knowing, oh, shit goes wrong. Um, Curveballs come your way. That's just the truth of life. Life on business, like, isn't it, you know, if, if it's work life or non-work life, it's just like, no, that's life, baby. There is no there that you can get to where that's not true. Just in the way we like, and the truth of you is, you know what? Sometimes it's going to feel like firefighting and other times it's not, but that's, that's nothing to do with the outside. That's just your elevator going up and down. And there's nothing you can do to stop that either. So like, you know, this isn't just for AJ. It's like for anybody, it's like, is there a world where I won't feel like I'm firefighting? No, sometimes it will. I'm sure sometimes a surgeon, it's like, oh shit, like fuck, I'm, I'm getting caught up. I'm getting too, I'm getting too wound up. And they, but they learn to kind of go, oh, hang on. That's not, that's not going to be in service of me or this patient or whatever else it is. It's like we come back and that's, that's the gift that's on offer. That's what I hear when you say the guilty pleasure, it's like, when we take the load off and we're like, it's almost like, can't be this easy. It can't be that I just have to mm. let go of the idea that it's all up to me and be present. And it's like, yep, it is. But it, it's, it, you know, it's funny how we scare ourselves because the sometimes, I, and I would imagine like for some brain surgeons or heart surgeons where, they suddenly thrust into the middle of a life-saving operational procedure. They thrive on that. They they achieve a level of calm and focus because they have that perspective. And and I think I, you know, I think that one of the guilty pleasures of this is like it's actually quite nice when things pop up because 
rather than seeing them as obstacles and things that get in your way of your master plan or executing your plan or seeing them as unwanted distractions, they are, in some instances, gifts. They're all gifts, arguably, but they pop up and you become very adept at dealing with them or observing them or or exercising that free will in in a way that becomes you know to, you love, you always say this you know, it's playing the game of life and so and so when you learn to play and enjoy them even if they're hard like we can suffer beautifully through them because we we are approaching them from a completely different place and the weird thing is nothing has changed the only thing that has changed is the experience we are creating by virtue of being in that seat of our consciousness in in our awareness. But otherwise, the events play out the way they play out. The things pop up the way they pop up. But how we emerge or suffer through um, is entirely up to us. And that's what I love about what we're pointing towards is like blowing up this illusion that like when bad shit happens, you... You just have to suffer through it. You've got to muscle through it and like, you know, and and you might come out with some deep scar tissue and it's like, really? Uh, I don't know about that. Well, you know, it makes me think, and, and I look, uh, you know, if you're, if you have enough time and space to ponder firefighting, chances are you ain't fighting any fires. Because when there's a real fire, we're fucking brilliant. Pardon my language. Like I'm not saying we, as in you and me. I mean the human race. Like when the shit is actually hitting the fan, that is when the human race comes to the fore, and we see it in all walks of life, where people just do incredible things in the moment with no preparation, because because shit's gone wrong. And they're brilliant. Like we're brilliant because in that moment there is no suffering. There's no thing. There's it's just all real time. Like we're just we drop into, we just drop automatically. It's like we were designed so well that you know wh- whoever was in charge, whatever was in charge of the design, mother universe went, hey, like we're going to give them all this ability to create suffering before and after. But like we should put in like a trip switch, which means that when shit really goes bad, like they they just gonna drop in. Like that that's probably gonna be the most helpful thing for them, because we do it. And like I reflect back now on things, like you said, when things went wrong, and I don't even think they go wrong. This like well, we call it wrong for the sake of today's discussion. It's only after the fact that you can really inflict suffering. It might be, oh, that shouldn't have happened. Could I have been better? You know? And it's like, no, you did your best. And so any insight you might have is like, oh, I can take that with me. Or suffering might happen when we're just sitting, thinking, like just tying ourselves in knots. How do I make sure that I kind of get this right? And like, if things go wrong again in the future, how will I stay on that? And it's like, that's suffering because it's suffering is suffering to my mind is a human creation 
pain is pain. You have no choice about pain. Like pain happens. Like you said, if when the service went down or something like that, there was that that's painful. It was like, ah, that hurts. And everything else, all the thinking after that, that's the suffering. How did we let this happen? We shouldn't have done that. It's like, well, it's like now we're just living in suffering. The reality and the truth is service went down. It's like the surgeon, and your point about acceptance for me is so big because I think surgeons are like, someone's going to die at my table and there's nothing I can do about it. But I can show up and do my best. And now a surgeon could, and I'm sure, like there are moments of suffering afterwards whether they will be, if someone unfortunately passed away on their watch, there might be a little bit of kind of just having to let go of the thinking, is there anything else I could have done it up? And it's like, I just got to let go of that because I did my best. And, and I think I, for me, like I would encourage anyone to look into their life and be like, how were you when shit really went down? You know, like, what, and can they feel the difference when that, like, oh, no, actually, when there was a real fire, I was great. And can they then check in also with the, like, and to be able to discern the difference between, like, what we're talking about, like, I'm just saying a real fire, like a real crisis, and the idea of a crisis. Because also they can discern between those two things. Then it's like, oh, hang on, this is this isn't a crisis. This is this is this is me dropping down the elevator. Let me just take a breath and come back and be like, is that the direction I want to go? And then go that direction, or not? And might not be. And kind of because because I think it, when anyone looks at their life through this lens, like kind of steps out and goes, oh yeah, can I recognize when I have done that? Everyone would be like, oh yeah, I know what that feels like. And it's like, yeah. And I was with someone this morning who said, you know, I think I know all of this. And I was like, no, you don't think you know all of it. You do know all of it. It's just kind of surfacing it back up so that, so that you're, as you, you're kind of like feeding your awareness, you're feeding and becoming more attuned. And, you know, we've talked about before, it's a practice. It's like, don't think about getting it right or wrong, just see it as a practice, like paying attention every day, noticing, oh, damn, like I've done that and not being judgmental about it, just noticing and then stepping back in, like drop back into the seat of the awareness and just keep playing, keep playing, keep noticing. And, and I think that's, uh, and then over the course of time, you know, if you're listening to this or AJ, you know, it'd be really interesting to hear if people come back and go, what happens from just paying attention and putting it into practice and being in practice? I was really like uh, my sneaky suspicion from personal experience and from, you know, our talks you know, we've a lot of confidence in the fact that the more you put it into practice, the more you pay attention, the more this opens up. And then the more like the 
the insights open, the deeper you become grounded in it, the more you see. And it's like, it's a really cool journey. It's, it's not that, it's not that there's any place to get to. It's just more like where you are seems richer and richer and richer. No matter what the context is that you're looking at, the context starts to shift. And it's like, I'm seeing more about how this works, how I work. And so the things that might have had a fold in the past have less of a fold. And new things appear that you can't imagine them in advance in many ways. Good one. All right. So what's our... uh Whose turn is it to come up with a bumper sticker? It's your bumper sticker turn, my friend. What is the bumper sticker for life? Here's my bumper sticker for life. When you're in the day's firefight, become the flame and illuminate the night. That's a goodie. When you're in the day's firefight, Become the flame and illuminate the night. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, that feels like a really cool way to end today's episode. So thank you, AJ, for your question. Stimulated a cool discussion. Hope you got some from the answer. Love to hear from you what you thought about uh, the discussion today and anybody else. And for anyone listening, we love getting your questions please put them in the comments fire them to us on linkedin or instagram or facebook um or if you like message us directly if if you got our details and um we look forward to seeing you all again on the next episode so it's bye from me cheers cheers everybody thanks aj and uh, see you soon mate <laughs>